Welcome to Sports Bolt, a Baltimore sports collectibles podcast. I'm Danny Black, and in this podcast, I'll be talking about sports cards, collectibles, and the entire hobby industry. We're going to cover topical news, industry guests, and anything else that crosses my mind. I hope you'll subscribe, join us as often as I can get these out, and enjoy the episode. Hey guys, thanks for joining me for another episode of Sports Ball, a Baltimore Sports Collectibles podcast. We're doing a little different uh, setup today. Instead of me talking for 20 or 30 minutes and uh, boring everybody, I've uh, invited Jason Lockenfora to bore everybody with me. So uh, I just want to uh, share the reason we're doing this is that Jason is uh, somebody who shares my passion for sports. Uh, he's gotten into the card world, and uh, I am passionate about people getting into the card world. So we're going to be doing some a uh, little bit of uh, different stuff today. We're going to be breaking some cards, looking at some grading cards, and uh, talking about Jason growing up and being a sports fan and how he got into where he is. So we'll be right back with Jason Lockenfora. And if you couldn't tell already, Jason Lockenfora, CBS uh, NFL insider and co-host of Inside Access on 105.7 The Fan FM in Baltimore, is lucky enough to be kidnapped by me for the afternoon. And uh, we are going to geek out on some sports cards and uh, talk some sports. Jason, thank you very My much pleasure. for being here. My pleasure. It's, it's good to be on the other side of this. We, we uh, tap into your expertise on the show every week and... Uh, have been listening to you for a long time with Dr. Jerry Aloysius Coleman. Um, that's where the that's where the real I think kidnapping and, and hijacking happens is when he he locks you in studio for an hour. And I, I don't know how you 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 make it through those sixty minutes every week, Danny. But you keep coming back for more. You're a trooper. Uh, but the the local uh, the, the local sports fans are better for it. And and you've done a great job of educating people on the hobby, how it's growing, what their uh, you know what what their memorabilia from the past might be worth and obviously those are questions that um, a lot of people have these days because things do seem to be blowing up well i think uh, as somebody uh, who seems very passionate about what you do i am very blessed to do something that i'm passionate about and uh you know, uh, starting in baseball with uh, the Braves and the Orioles, and being a collector from a you know a younger age, um, I, I feel I was drawn back to this and was always going to be a part of my life. So I am happy to uh, share my love. I was taught by others, and you know I believe in paying it forward. And I uh, hope we can do a little bit of that today for people uh, you know that are listening that may not know all the ins and outs and may not be complete experts. We're going to talk about a couple of different things. And since I kidnapped you, I did bring some surprises today. I'm here of my own volition and will. Yeah, and a hundred. And you, you always, you always come bearing product. That's the amazing, thing. <laughs> one of the m- many amazing things about Danny Black is when I see you in the makeshift sort of. My office at, at <laughs> the radio station, or whether it's at my dining room table, or right here, and you are always bearing product. It's pretty phenomenal. And I don't care what anybody says. I love listening to product being opened on the air. Yeah, well, I, I do too. But again, we're probably already the target demographics. All right. I don't know how it it would be to a novice. So check this out. I think this is going to be the first time we're going to do an audio break because it's a visual product. And yeah. this makes no sense. No. So what we are going to do is we're just going to open uh, start today opening some Topps Baseball uh, 2021 Series 1. And one of the reasons I brought this, and you're not going to remember, one of our first conversations about baseball cards was right around the time this came out. Okay. 
So uh, this is a this is a little uh, one year kind of tribute to, right. to, to to the baseball card world that you and I have been uh, sharing. All right. Well, I think we're gonna pick a couple of packs we that gonna, I gotta are save we each for. Gonna, yeah. Are we gonna like just yeah we're just good. jump right in, or should you do your pack first and then I do so here, I do mine? I'm not keeping any of these cards, by the way. You're already too generous. These are all your cards. I'm just participating in this exercise. Um, he is allowed uh, Tarek Skubal by a previous agreement. <laughs> Jason just, you know, has started a fan page for Tarek Skubal. I, st- I think the kid could still be really good. You can find Jason online at ilovetarekskubal.com. I am buying pictures. I've come to find out. But I've only been back in this for a couple of years, so I, I, I'm sure there are many more mistakes I'm making. So here's what I've learned. Nobody cares to listen to all the players we're going to open. So, Jason, as we talk... Yeah, that's pretty cool. We got, a, we got a well, we got a Brooks Robinson. I mean, if we're talking okay. Baltimore sports. We got and a Brooks Robinson. That is a 1986 design. Yes, yes. And the cool thing is, it's the old Brooks uh, no ear flap helmet, mm. which nothing. Uh, I think that I think the young Brooks without the ear flap is by far better than the old Brooks with the ear flap. Yes. Yeah, I'm a no ear flap Brooks guy. No, that's a great that's a great picture. We've got Memorial Stadium in the background, right? He's got his home whites. And one of the nice things about tops is the color match. Notice the Orioles orange. Yes. yes. In '86, I mean, I remember when, when that's really probably the year I started getting in, really into cards was what? '84, '85, '86. Well, '86 was I think the Barry Bonds rookie. Um, who was that? Well, '86. I what I remember most about '86 was just ta- chasing Canseco. You know what I mean? That's it true. was like Canseco, Eric Canseco. Davis, and a lot of the '85s, '86. The eighty, the McGuire eighty four Olympic team cards that were in the what the eighty five set. Um, the the eighty five Olympic McGuire was the card for me before the eighty nine Griffey came out. That that was. Yeah, I think for a lot of people. Maybe I'm showing my age. I never got caught up in the Greg Jeffries stuff, though. I I will say I will. I was more of a steroid guy, I think, in hindsight. I was more, I was more of a right. Pina Cavilia, <laughs> Ruben Sierra, Jose Canseco. Yeah, that was that that so that was me. Jason's investment strategy is if they can't lift their arms over their head, buy a car. Well, back then, it wasn't really an investment strategy. I mean, I wasn't. I don't think that ten-year-old me was thinking of it in those so terms. You, you now go for more of a limber athlete. I guess so. I don't know that I have. That's an interesting question. I think you're still thinking like about power who I buy. I don't know that I have a. Unfortunately, my my thing is probably pitchers, to be honest with you. And for those of you that haven't listened to previous episodes, one of my number one rules in buying cards is to not buy pitchers. Yes. Active pitchers. Retired pitchers are different. Yeah, then they can't get hurt. I uh, PC Sandy Koufax, uh, so I like retired pitchers. Right. No, I, I hear you. And actually, being in, being in Baltimore... The Jim Palmer rookie card is kind of on my staple list. I of, uh, used to have one. got stolen. Well, you and I got to talk about I it. I had all the 66 Orioles. You know, you and I have both had stolen collections. Yes, I know. And we both stepped away for a little bit and have come back to the hobby. I so. stepped away for a long time. Um, which is not uncommon. Oh. Pichette future whoa, card. Do you have any whoa. penny sleeves? How about a is that my jo- guy Joe Adele? How about, it's a Joe Adele rookie. Yeah. I, I prefer the... The gold wave that we're getting, uh, that we're getting graded. I, I I would much prefer anything but a base uh, <laughs> Bowman. Uh, but hey, this is a three dollar hit, guys. Please there remember, you go. and that's before eBay fees. Big money. Everybody, thank Leon, my uh, fantastic uh, studio host and engineer. Oh, Casey Mize, rookie. 
So the, I'm hitting you know, rookies, but nothing, nothing super sexy. Basically, what's happening if you're, you know, in the card market now, it, it, these are a lot of base cards, and you know, once again, this was a hobby box, and the base cards have just been overproduced. So unless we get a hit on a number, color, this auto, this is pretty good here for you. What do you got? Oh wow! Oh, it's the two thousand. It's a <laughs> okay. It's a Joey Bart hey. parallel rookie card. No, that's a legit hit. But it's the two thousand. It's numbered to two thousand and twenty-one. That's only 2,021 other people that might have that, Jason. Well, only 2,020. Well, well, to be fair, to be fair, do you know what the base print on this year's Bowman was for the Wander Franco rookie and all those? Seven to eight hundred thousand on the base. Jeez, it was. That's how do you get rid of value? There it is. Seems like a big number. And actually, Fanatics has talked about cutting down some of those base numbers so kids who are buying cheap packs have a uh, chance to make some money. Right. Um, by the way, Fanatics uh, recently uh, has made some statements. They are going to be supporting local card shops. They are setting up special programs. They're not already. out to eliminate them. No, in fact, which they, I didn't think they would be, but there was a lot of drama out there that that could be the end game. Well, they own Lids, the retail store. Right. They, they own a lot of their own stores. They bought Mitchell and Ness, so so they're in the retail game. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think uh, you know I support a lot of the local card shops and. Well, we were talking driving over here about where we used to go when we were kids to get cards, and you know, outside of just. The corner store. So how'd you pay for your cards growing up? Parents allowance? Yeah, I mean parents allowance. I would like I sorted cards at a baseball card store, so he would kind of pay us in cards and pay us in in boxes. So I did a lot of sorting and stuff for him. Tell, tell me, you got Todd Van Poppel for an hour's worth of work? Well, no, this would have been probably pre Van Poppel. I mean, this would have probably been like solid eighty seven ish, right? So, Wasn't Van Poppel more like eighty nine ninety? Yeah, this is probably more like eighty seven eighty eight. Um. Yeah, and then once I started, you know, working that way, I would ask for cards quite a bit for, you know, birthday or Christmas. That would, you know, we got an auto. Whoa. No, this is fake. Right? I don't know. Is that, that's got to be a reprint. It's a reprint of a one of one. First of all, I'd like to say something. If this is a reprint. Or is that real? So this is a reprint. I'd like to take a moment to tell Tops to go fuck themselves. Are we allowed to cuss so, on this podcast? It's my podcast. I think it is. Right I mean, is, is, can that be real? So this is fake. It's a one on the back, But on the back, look what they're writing. Tiny little letters here. I'm going to read this. The front of this card is a reproduction of a historic Tops baseball card. It does not contain an original autograph and or a relic. Or the artifact. So... Tops, thank you for thinking that I got something worthwhile. Well, I'm glad it kind of fooled you for a second too, because I'm like, this can't, I can't possibly have hit a one of one well, Mike Trout in this wax box. I have not seen that, which is what surprised me. Neither, me neither, but I, I haven't dealt a whole lot in this product. I have to admit, I'm a Bowman snob, so I don't like if I'm in Tops, it's usually like I'm getting a couple packs with my son to, or whatever. To me, it's like the old school. It's the original. No, it is. And Brewers Chrome team set. Oh, Blake Snell. It's a cool Freddie Galvis card. Is Dreads flying? <laughs> he's got a show. That's a cool card. Luis Garcia. So how, how old I'm you? being snobby with the rookie. I'm not like putting every rookie in this pile. Is that all right? I'm, I'm being snobby. About I, want it. You, I want you to be snobby. They're not all making the cut. All right, so if you were early earlier in the 80s, how old were you when you were working at a card shop? Um, I would say probably... I started going to the, because it was walking distance from my house. So I started going there fairly religiously. Um, Joey Bart, base rookie. This is a big Joey Bart box. Um, 
I would say I'm born in 74. I would say 10, 11. I, I definitely was sorting cards in for, for him probably before I was 12. You know what I mean? 11, 12. That's awesome. Because you know, he had a row home, same neighborhood as us in Hollandtown. And, uh, again, I could walk there. So, yes, I, especially when, when products came in and he wanted to sort sets and stuff like that. Well, it also means you were before the huge Dylan chunk Carlson. wax boom. Well, it was – I mean, I was a part of it. I mean, I was probably out of it before it got super crazy. But a lot like, of – I don't remember numbered parallels. Like, I got out of it – like, when I got back into it with my kids, I was like – I would get autographs, and I would I didn't think they were real because there's never – when I got a card, there was never a real autograph in a thing. All right, so we're going to have a Bill Nye Science Guy moment. We're going to pause and do a science bubble. Yeah. The junk wax error is defined by products made from the early to mid-80s into the mid-90s. What the card well, companies definitely did, part of that. What the card companies did was they just printed more cards of popular players to increase the chances that people would buy the packs. And they devalued the entire industry for over a decade because there was nothing limited about the cards, nothing special and you could get plenty of them graded well. Well, eventually what they realized was if you create some sort of limited edition. Sure. Some sort of what we now call a parallel or a refractor. Right. If there is something limited, well, now you've created a separate market. Sure. Just on that. So that was actually the reason the junk wax era ended. Okay. That, well, that, I was definitely junk wax because I can, like, I had an actual, I think I showed you the card. It was a Raphael Devers, like autograph part of a jersey card thing and i got it just in a random pack and i was like it was sitting in a closet because i woke up with my son i'm like that can't like they don't put real stuff in the in the thing and then i showed it to you and you're like no that's real i was like oh well what happened was is they started getting uh contracts with not just the players union and uh the leagues but they realized they could make a deal with the players so right you know um, and in fact, there was a story about Giannis had a deal uh, when he was a rookie for, I don't know, I think it was 1,000 autographs or 10,000 autographs, whatever it was. And uh, I don't want to get in trouble here. One of the right. card companies, uh, it was supposed to be a one-year deal. And they sat on some of those autographs five or ten years later and oh. came out with a line of cards. They used the Greek freak name, which he had trademarked years before. Oh, wow. And then they use the autographs that he signed years before that they weren't supposed to use. So that's going to court. Wow. So this is this is this is actively the, being the, this is act, well. I mean, I being think, adjudicated. I think he's focusing right now more on the uh, playoffs. Well, I'm sure he's, the, yeah, he's the got NBA a legal season, team. He's got people. Yes, yeah. it, it is going through the court system. I got a Hunter Harvey Chrome. Oh my God, he just hurt his elbow when I opened it. Oh, that's not nice. Oh, I got this Kepler. I didn't. I don't know if you saw that there. This. I say I got. You know, These are your cards. Max Kepler. This Let is me definitely not real. This Ma Willie Mays. Max Kepler, the rare German-born player, actually. Yes. Yes, and he can play. Um, he can play. You know, if he can stay healthy, I think his power is legit. Yet uh, to see a Tark Scruble. So, he, fun fact, since we're talking twins. Uh, the concrete that was used to build the stadium yes. was a more significant use of concrete than they've used in stadiums. And it's a specific type of concrete that they did not realize uh, the moisture decrease rate over time. So when their stadium opened, the concrete created more moisture in the air and the home run rates were lower for several years. Huh. As the water evaporated out of the concrete of the stadium, the air became lighter and home runs have gone up. Interesting. 
How's, how that? How's, how's this that? really is like Bill Nye science guy. I, I'm telling you. This is why my wife asked, asked me to leave the house. <laughs> I literally sit at home and say these things out loud when I watch Ryan TV. Castle. Well, it's good. I mean, it's a use. It's it's. Oh 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 oh! I don't dispute your knowledge. Wait a second. Let's get a top loader. Let's get a top loader. Oh, that's my guy. We got a base. We, we go. got a base scuba. I love that lefty. I got a lot of money invested. In I, I'd like to say this out loud. This is the official. Thank you for coming on my show. I'm giving nope, you. That, I'm a, I'm a cheap sol- solid fifty cent card there. This Kyle Lewis was backwards. So is this? It is not autoed. Is that uh like an image variation? Um, it was backwards. I'm going to check this two years ago. We were talking about him the, the yeah. other day. Well, yeah, you told me not to bother getting my blue wave to 150 well, graded. I want to see him healthy, but I think we both think he has potential. Yeah, I do. Speaking of which, Eloy Jimenez. You I, sold some of him for me. You might still have. Do you have I one still, of mine still? Or I, I do have a couple of them. He got hot, and then he didn't. In fact, you know what? I think he'd be a great buy going into this year. I bet yeah. he, I think he's Buy like, Eloy? Yeah, I think he's undervalued right now. Okay. I still have a few. When was the last so. time you heard somebody talking about Eloy Jimenez? Well, once, I mean, for three months, nobody talked about baseball. So, well, I, mean, I think you have to actually include that, that caveat. But it helps. I mean, helps people the like market. us did, but uh, it's not like I could talk to my kids about what was going on in you know the hot stove league. No, but we both like minor league baseball. And actually, no, I love it. That's something else. If you're a baseball fan and you have not done a minor league game, um, you're missing out. It is worth the half hour drive, the hour drive, whatever it yep. is. I can sit right behind home plate if I want for about ten twenty dollars a ticket, depending on what 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 a level. Lot of times, you not to. even twenty. Yeah, I mean a lot of times closer to ten. Well, you have a blue check mark next to your name on Twitter. I have to pay more. No, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. No. Oh, then why am I keep trying to get the blue check mark? You're, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was like a AAA card. You know. No. Uh, no, it's uh, not. And then I'm gonna stop. It doesn't. Applying. It doesn't do much. They turn me down like once a week. Yeah, you keep going back. No, I keep trying. You and Coleman, are you a package deal? Oh, is he trying? Oh, I'm sure. He does. He uh, ever, does know. he have one? I don't even know. He's on Cameo. I'm not on Cameo. Yeah, I think I'm one of the only people who actually. I think I'm on MySpace. Cameo. I'm on MySpace. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people might come back to that at some point. <laughs> like junk watch baseball cards. You so never know. we were talking last night as we do a break here, and I'm going to do a little live math for people. A lot of people love breaks out there, including yourself. Yeah, I might be a little addicted. And for full disclosure, I do participate in the occasional break. So I, I don't want anybody to think this we've is been hypocrisy. In, we've been in one or two together. We have been. In fact, uh, we I think we share our break results on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, but I did some math. And uh, I've done some math on this before. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a losing proposition if you do it. If you want a card, way. just buy the card. Yeah. Almost every time the math is going to work out. And... Uh, the example is, let's say you even have a good box. So let's take a premium box, $1,000 box. Right. We know that's going to be 150 a spot. You know, if, they, yeah. if it's not a pick your team, brand right. team, it's 150. Yeah. yeah. So 150 times 30 teams roughly, just do some quick math. We're looking at $4,500 for a $1,000 box. That breaker is making $3,500 to open your cards. Right. You don't even get to open them. Right, and they might ding them up for you. Right, you're paying to watch somebody else play with your cards. And if you ever want to do that, I'll charge less. Yeah. I'll be happy to open your cards for like 100 Right, right. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, so if you like breaks, I tell people, use it as entertainment money. You can go to the movies. You can go out to a nice dinner. You can join a break. Um, don't make it an investment. I, I did hit a Colton Cowser to 71, though, in the $22 spot last night. 
Uh, yeah, that's, how, that's how they get you hooked. They that's do. How they keep you. They, they track. And I was on. I was. I was really on a. So they track. I your, was on a losing streak. They track your account. They see how long is it's that, been. Even though it's with different people. No, this is completely on me. Uh, Trust no. me. They, they they know. I how, can't blame anybody else for my addiction. They, right? they know how long it's been since the last yeah, time. Yeah, and they're had. like, we're gonna throw that, that. The fact that he got that Orioles spot on a wheel at the end for mm-hmm. like. I don't know, 20 to 40 less than we would have sold it to him. And be honest. how many If we were buying by team. How many more breaks are you now going to join just because you got that Kowser? Because of that one? Hopefully not many because I'm really trying to be good about this. What's the book on the Kowser? I know you looked it up last night. I, I, I haven't even looked Didn't at you? comps. What was it out of? 71. Auto? Yeah. The 71? The Speckle or whatever, I guess, is out of 71? Yeah. It was out of 71. And this, and, you know, 2021 yeah. draft. No, that's actually... I mean, that should be a... Well, I mean, I'll give you like 50 bucks, but um, <laughs> that that's probably a ungraded, and we're going to talk a lot about this today, ungraded, I'm going to put that in the three to 500 range, depending on where the market is, with a high anticipation of that going up very quickly at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and I definitely plan on, uh, I definitely plan on getting that graded. Okay, so, you know what, guys? That one Not, one Trout is looking pretty good right the now. The fake one. I got a Christian Pasha. Is he going to hit? I don't think he. No, I don't think he can hit. So that's also one of my rules. When I actually buy cards, because I typically don't buy packs to break, but when I buy cards, I'm typically looking for, um, in prospects, a 55 hit tool. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've told you, I, I typically don't buy minor league pitchers. The uh, injury rate is so disproportionate to the success rate. Um, and if you look at Major League Baseball right now, give me your top top couple of pitchers. DeGrom. Right, they probably don't sell for nearly what you think they should. Scherzer. Right. Kershaw. Yeah. You, you know what they're worth compared to? Oh, I'm sure. Tatis. Right, Trout. right. Soto. Yeah, right. no, I'm sure it's not even, yeah. Yeah, so you're facing injury, and you're facing a lower ceiling. I, you know, to, to me the math doesn't add up. No, so. I hear you. So well, hopefully, uh, when we have Scooble and uh, Daniel on this, that's well, I was going to say not. Well, I don't think a Spino is going to be in the All Star game this year. But I'm saying if you if we've got Scooble and we've got Zach Plesac, uh and if Shane Bieber could have a bounce back competing here. to be the starting pitcher in the All Star game for the AL, that would be a real nice time for me to unload what I have on those guys. See, I, you know, you got to talk to your financial advisor. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. No, it may not. It may not. I may have to settle for something less than that to start unloading. Yeah. Jason actually solicits uh, internet information to anybody. If you just want to tweet him uh, who he should buy, he's happy to buy it. You know, There's a good chance I'll take you up on. on yeah. I don't really look at my, I mean, I, I don't, I try not to look at my mentions and I really don't. But if I look at my mentions and you suggest a player for me to buy, I'll probably buy well, thank At you. At least a few cards. Thank you. So you want to go through some of the cards I actually own? Yes. And I and I'm I'm always up front. Uh, this box was absolute a dud. Um, this box sucked. We hit nothing. Yeah. Well, uh, see, I don't even know what to expect. You know what I mean? I didn't expect much because I. Well, you and I have talked enough. We're looking for limited edition autographs, right. rookie. You know, different colors. And we but got for a box that makes no guarantees, I don't even know. It's a hobby you box. You still think this so, is bad? You still think it's bad by a hobby box? Standards? Yeah. Yeah. This is why I won't buy retail boxes. I buy hobby boxes j- just to right. just to put that in there. And I put the box down. What are they called? 
this is exactly what you should do is walk away from the mic. Uh, it says, look for one autograph or relic card in every hobby box. We got neither. Well, was this, does this count, does this Bregman thing count as a relic or no? Is that the relic? All right, Tops. Yeah, this is. So, we got an Alex Bregman, what's it, eighth year, uh, with a little 70 on the side. So, that's the big hit. That counts as, yeah. This is the big hit. This, and this Kyle Lewis thing, I don't know. It was it was backwards, so maybe. We'll I, see if it's a variation, but even yeah, if it's a variation. it's some sort of image It's variation. not numbered, it's not colored, it's not signed. No, um, it's none of those. It is so, it's a cool card, though. If I spend three to four hours on eBay, I've probably got a good 40 bucks here. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about that. Maybe. Maybe. All right. So you and I talked recently because you have a you have a decent collection of, of modern cards. You're, you're a modern baseball collector. Yeah. Um, that's result- well, again, I, I had a pretty decent collection of older cards, but I, uh, who knows how many pawn shops those things have been through in the last 25 years since I was robbed. Yeah, we share that story. We, in fact, I, first time I told it in public was on this podcast. I will share it again today. But we're going to start positive. Yeah, because yeah. I'm a positive guy. Me too. Everybody knows I'm Mr. Optimist. Oh, I, I definitely. I'm definitely not Debbie Downer, despite what you might hear from two to six. I believe when Eastern I walk in the room, daily. there should be a soundtrack. I, I think any room I walk into, mm-hmm. there should be music. Sure. I need entrance music. Walk-up music. Yeah. Walk-up music. You are my sunshine, is what I prefer to have played. Okay. Well, it would be fitting. If you ever get that going, let me know. All right. So you gave me a bunch of cards that you want to get graded. Well, you well you helped me sort through. You know what I mean? We, we probably had a pile of 50 that I brought down, and we kind of whittled down to for timing purposes and which would be smarter to get graded now. That's Jason's way. Which ones do you think even are going to make the cut? So you kind of helped us get it to a point where I think there was like 12 or 13 that we felt like should be graded. So that's Jason's nice way of saying I ran four hours late. No, it wasn't that at all. Eventually we got there. No, it was you didn't. There was no later or early. I'm, I'm appreciative get, that you came over. I didn't even get a chance to hang out with your kid. I was early six minutes and I scared him. I went right to bed. Huh. Well, I was just Mateo. No, he he just went. You know, once he once all the cards were broken, he was he was good. <laughs> I that didn't bring enough cards. YouTube. I got to bring more cards to keep him occupied. Right. Yeah. It's like a puppy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Exactly. So one of the things um, that I saw last night was a card. And if you are a Baltimore Oriole fan or if you're a minor league prospect fan, you're going to be familiar with the names of Heston Kerstead and Jordan Westberg. And they are on a card together. Um, There's several versions, but you have two of the uh, the franchise futures. Uh, It's out of 99, Mm -hmm. and this is uh, Tops 2020. 2020. So very cool card. I love this card, and without knowing it, I actually bought one too. And uh, one of the reasons that I brought this today was so we can... Yeah, and yours graded 9.5, which that would be wonderful if you So this is a BGS 9.5, and I know you're getting into the the grading Mm -hmm. game. And so part of the reason I brought a couple examples was so you can see aesthetically and what the companies offer. And, you know, get a visual idea comparing your cards, because I think that's what a lot of people, you know, get overwhelmed about. What do I do? What is it? Which company? So I want to start with BGS. One of the things people love in BGS, and I'm going to let Jason hold this card and mm-hmm. take a look because I know what it looks like, is BGS is one of, of the main three companies. It's the only one that actually offers what are called subgrades. And if you look on there, there's four categories. Yep. You're going to see surface, corners, 
edges and uh, what did I Surface, forget? corners, edges, and centering. Centering, of course, the most important one. So you're talking about minute details. And if you notice on the subgrades, they are out of 10, but they work in 0.5 mm-hmm. increments. increments. Yeah. So what are the four subgrades on that, by the way? We just set them. Surface, corners, centering, No, no, no. What, what are the actual numbers? Oh, uh, centering's 9.5, edges 9.5, corners 9.5, surface 9. How does the surface get scratched up? Like, I, I mean, how does... So, exactly. Huge problem. Um, and I showed you a couple cards last night that I sent to a uh, subgrader, and they do a pre-screening. And uh, cards can get scratched up, first of all, at the printing level and the handling level and the packaging level. Right. So sometimes you can just open a pack and they're scratched. Um, the more people that handle the card, the more Or chances. the player may have dinged it while he signed it or something like that? Um, if it's an on-card signature, that's always... And once yeah. again, that goes to more... The more hands it touch, the better chance. Right. One of the reasons I, I stay out of breaks. I don't want anybody opening my yeah, cards yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, 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 um, But when you look at this card, and I want to compare it to some of your versions here, and what I'm showing Jason here is what we're comparing a BGS 9.5 to what he has in a traditional top loader. And we're looking at a couple things, and these are variations that are really, really hard to tell. Now, just from your eye, we've got three versions here. Jason's got one one in a uh, sleeve, uh, one in a top loader, and then my BGS 9.5. Do they look the same to you? Do they look different? Anything uh, catch your eye? They have different numbers. <laughs> we <wanna Yeah>. go <laughs> from, if we want to do the kindergarten, yeah, they, they, they are all numbers. differently numbered out of 99, Danny. Yep. Uh, to my keen eye. Virtually identical is what you're going to tell me. I mean, yeah. I'm, I. We are now going to the bifocal over the eye look. Yeah, to, he's getting serious eyes, here. I, I trust he, me. He's getting very serious here. Unfortunately, this look is becoming more and more fact of life for I've, me. I've given up on you. In general, these cards don't sell as much as I think they should. And maybe it's for me when I was a kid and you would get the tops triple rookies and I would always, as I collected autographs, I would love to get those. Like if I could get the guy from three different teams to sign that card. Like if I've got Molitor and and Ripken and Trammell, well, that's of, cool. One which of the most I, famous rookie cards of all time is uh, Bird and Magic is a three-player card. Right. So I, I would always be like, oh, it would be cool to get those to have different people sign them. And then I see some of these cards just like Guerrero, Juan Soto, and somebody else, and I'd be like, wow, I would think that. And it's like out of like 20, and I'm like, I would think that would be like a $5,000 card, and it's like 2500 Well, the, in, in baseball prospects, people are switching now to what's called the, the Bowman first. And that identification, and now I'm passing, Jason, um, an SGC slab, and this has a whole different look to it. Um, no, no subgrades. Hubba hubba. So this has an autograph grade. This is a Jefferson Kiero speckle auto out of what am I? Two ninety nine. Um, and uh, this is graded ten on the card and ten on the autograph from SGC. Their slab is called the Black Tuxedo. You can see why it's mm-hmm. a visually appealing. Um, and I like SGC a lot, and I think it's a real nice look. Uh, they're known for vintage specifically, but uh-huh. since the pandemic, I think they've probably become the number two company in grading. So as we decide where to send yours, one of the decisions we're going to have to make is, you know, BGS, where I have my card, is probably a little bit more expensive and slower right now. I And, right. and, and I don't know that their value is going to be equal with PSA, who everybody would love to have at all times. Right. Um, so, I, you know, I've used SGC. I don't know if you've ever seen these before. I don't I've know. seen them on eBay. I've never held one. Excuse me. No I've never, problem. like, actually, you know. And then 
fondled one, if you will. I'm going to pull out a PSA. Oh, the classic. I remember that card. Well, this is actually two separate rare versions. Um, we're looking at the Bill Ripken F phase. Uh, and uh, there's actually roughly seven versions. There's the, really? the one that actually has the cuss word spelled out. There's one with a white box, a white scribble, a black box, a black scribble, and those are the two you're looking at. And then there's several other variations, including they took a, a literally a table saw to a stack of them to saw the card up the middle to devalue the card so nobody would want to buy it. Well, what they really did is created a limited edition variation. Right. Which so, one of the prints were the is the is the, the white scribble? Uh, white scribble is the hardest one to find. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm in white scribble uh, financial territory. Oh, it's that expensive. You know, it's for a personal collection item, right. five hundred to a thousand dollars graded. You know, it's yeah, a, that's a lot of money. Yeah, you know, I like to work for my clients a little harder. And yeah, focus on that. Right. So this is just giving you an idea of a couple different looks. So. Mm -hmm. You know, if let me ask you, if cost wasn't an issue and resale value is not an issue, aesthetically, which company do you like? I well, I think I like the Beckett with the it's very specific. The subgrades. Yeah, I mean, I say that if I've got a card that's like nine or above, absolutely. <laughs> if it's less, I would I would so say I, I could live without you telling me all the things that are wrong in my shitty card. I love subgrades, and one of the reasons I brought that up is. Um, Fanatics is doing a tremendous job right now in the sports card industry. We talked earlier about the local card shops. Uh, Michael Rubin, who uh, is, is the head of Fanatics. Uh, in very, very good dude. Yes, I forget. Uh, you, you do know him. Uh, and Josh Luber, who's heading the sp sports card division, um, are, are really just doing fantastic things for local card shops. They saved the Topps brand, and they're going to make a better product and, and more affordable absolutely where they're headed. But Michael Rubin's also invested in a company um, that owns the parent company to this, and this is called CSG. CSG um, is a newer grading company. They started in the last year or two with the pandemic. They are actually a company that's known uh, traditionally for uh, currency. They're, uh, oh. they're, mo they're money graders, and they're number one in that industry. Okay. They're also um, huge in magazine grading. Uh, in fact, there was a, okay. a, a, a new, the, an original Sports Illustrated that was just auctioned off for uh, a couple tens of thousands of dollars graded by them. So now, uh, if you buy a card on eBay, you may have heard that it's going to be authenticated um, over a certain dollar value. Right. Um, if you, I think it's over seven fifty now. They'll drop that to five hundred. Eventually, they'll drop that to two fifty. It's actually going to be CSG that does the authentication. Um, so that that contract's already guaranteed. That's a that, that's part of the deal. So I'm um, just connecting the dots. Right. He, he, you know, it, when you make a contract with the eBay, that's a real contract. You know, if people are not familiar, eBay is the 800-pound gorilla in card sales, yeah. and actually many other markets also. Um, so the CSG slab, if if nobody's seen it. Um, the only criticism they get is from the top. People don't love the look of the uh, paper and the green print at the top, but their plastic is extremely clear. And they also offer subgrades. And, and the reason that I brought that out is I want to give them a pat on the back. The subgrades is more work. It's a lot harder. But your first reaction was you like subgrades. Well, because it was a 9.5 card, so yeah. Right, well, so, so is this one. So yeah. it's like you're boasting. It's like this is how badass my card is in all these different ways. Well, I do, I do that often. Um, you know, kind of now the card speaks for itself. What, now what, you don't have to say how great the edges are. It's nine five. What, 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 what did I bring over last night? Anything impressive? Uh, there was a, in that box. Yeah, a couple of things. Yeah, yeah. I have a habit of showing off with cards. Yeah, there was a lot. There was yeah. 
Yeah. Pretty pretty neat stuff. Babe Ruth. Yeah, Lou Ted, Alcindor. Ted was, Williams. Yeah, Ted. Kale Sayers. 1960 uh, uh, Yaz. Yeah. Oh, Yaz rookie. Jackie yeah. Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. I, guys, I have no problem showing off. Whatever you do, show off. Enjoy it. So, yeah, the uh, CSG card was a Bryce Harper rookie. So, now let's talk about your cards and who we like and why we like them when we look at prospects. Bryce well, some Stott. of these were in, a, were in breaks and some are guys I buy. No, but some of these are legitimate cards to grade. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Bryce and Stott. I got to admit, when I hit that in a break, I wasn't as ecstatic about it because this it was probably a year and a half ago. Like, probably right around when Corbin Carroll was blowing up. And, and so, if at that time, if you would have said, hey, there's 12 prop prospects you really want to hit. Like, rank the 12 guys you'd love to hit in a break. He, he'd probably have been in others receiving votes. Now, now he'd be probably in, uh, I don't know, my top 8 to 10 for sure. So, he is easily on my sleeper list of prospects right now. Um, one of the things I try to do, and I don't do a ton of prospects because uh, it is more of a gamble, um, but but he is somebody who I think is undervalued. Once again, you have a hit tool. Um, we are now in a universal DH league, so you're going to have one more hitter on every team. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he's going to be a DH, but it, right. it opens up a no, spot somewhere. Shortstop right, but it opens up card. a spot somewhere. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So um, this is a card I absolutely get graded. It's out of 99. Uh, it is an auto. To me, that's an easy one. Bobby Witt Jr. We're talking blue refractor. Yeah, maybe the centering already though, right? Like, but see now you're learning. They're, they're not gonna. They're not gonna like the so centering in this card. If you're thinking about getting a card graded, typically the break-even point on modern cards is going to be around an eight, where you're going to break even on selling it raw versus prop for profit. So if you're not going to pull an eight, you, you don't want to set it in. Which is why I suggest subgraders who pre-screen. Um, and then there's the whole first edition thing, which I, I don't know so if that's a sham or not. Let's talk about that. So the, the rookie cards went back in the day, and if you were a Cal Ripken fan in Baltimore, you had you might have had Tops, Fleer, Dunrose. Oh, yeah. And, and if you were lucky, at that 82 Tops traded where right. you know, he was all by himself because with his yes, original yes. Tops card, he was with Bob Bonner and Jeff Schneider. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but Jeff Schneider's birthday is wrong on that card. It's actually, it's act, it's actually. Why would I error. possibly know that? It's actually Why? an error card. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> you and Jeff Schneider know that. Yes, and they didn't even bother to well, to fix it's it. Jeff Schneider. And I bet you've never even heard that's an error card. That's poor Jeff. Know. If Jeff Schneider's listening, you should I'd get love, him on the podcast. I would love to have Jeff Schneider on the podcast. Yeah. And also, uh, Ezra Levine said he could get me Jeffrey Mayer. So the, we're, oh. we're, we're waiting to talk to okay. Jeffrey Mayer. I want to make peace. I was at that game. Every, evidently, Jeffrey Mayer. I was covering Mayer, that game for the Baltimore Sun. I was at the game as a fan. I was there working. Um, and Jeffrey Mayer evidently is into cards now. I, so, I, I, Jeffrey, guessing, we yeah. want to have you on. Um, so get, getting back to the rookie cards, when you were talking about a, you know, one of the main brands, it was very simple and tops typically priced better than the other brands. Now, like you said, the game has changed so much. You have more brands. You have inserts. You have refractors. In the baseball world, at this point, Bowman first yeah. carries disproportionate weight. Um, 
I, I don't completely agree because, you know, for those of you who do follow the Bowman products, a lot of times you can have a mega box that comes out of the same year without the first label yep. on it. And I think the mega box is actually a beautiful card. Yeah. And it's a shame it doesn't have the first label because it really does come out it's in the same right, year. Right. And so personally, I actually will buy mega box cards and mega box autos. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think we were looking at it, it was a Tyler Freeman last night. Um, on the Indians? Well, was that a mega? No, the, there was definitely Kobe Mayo me- mega, Maybe which I have. Co- I I do have a Kobe Mayo mega box as well. One of the problems with oh, old no. old and thousands of cards is you do forget sometimes. Yeah. But the point is, I love the look. I will buy that card right. auto, auto and numbered. I, I t- I'm not going to buy anything based, but auto and numbered. Um, and I I think it's a beautiful card. So uh, other than that. Yeah, I'm buying Bowman first just for the reason. But I mean, the whole first edition deal. Like, how That's, fewer are they? Like, I don't. I mean, is that just like a complete just, joke to charge more for the first boxes that people start opening? Yes. Yeah. Because people will pay more on the secondary market. That's what it's a reflection of. I went to the National last year, and I had a Pete Alonso card, and it was, it was the same thing. It was a rookie card, but it wasn't labeled the first. And. I am using the definition rookie card without the first, and I'm using that comfortably. Um, very nice card, graded 10 PSA. At the time, it was coming off the home run derby. Yeah. Pretty pretty valuable card. Guys, these cards has got to have it. Because, you know, how much we worked out a deal, all the money. He picks up and goes, yeah, shit, this doesn't have a one on it. So, yeah, never did. You know? He goes, oh, I, I only buy it if it's got the first. I said, so you like the card. You like the grade, and you're not going to buy it over that. But I don't even get it because, like, a guy like Glenn Allen Hill Jr., he's got the first in 2019 draft, and he's got the first in 2020 chrome. Because Bowman will sell more of that product. I think their draft product is made simply to sell the first label. Why are they calling it a draft product? It's their first release of the year. But he's got it twice. That's he's got it. He's got the first well, in the corner he, on two different cards. That is cards. one of the first people I've ever heard of that has that. I can't think of anybody else. I mean, I guess it was just a mistake. But if you look at, you know what? Email me, Danny at sportsball.com. If you can think of anybody else that has two first, I can't. Yeah, but anyway, but, yeah, the whole so first the edition is, thing. I don't know, and I probably have some Dominguez first edition, not not graded or, or numbered or anything. Well, I told you I found a Dominguez base. speckle first. I didn't even have, that I didn't even know I had. Yeah. Um, and you know, but because it's a first, it's going to sell for more. Right. Um, Gunnar Henderson, uh, and only because I'm staring at a graded one right now, he's a perfect example. And I want to talk about strategies when we're talking about breaks versus buying, because I know you're a big Gunnar Henderson fan. Mm-hmm. I know you go to a lot of minor league games. Yes. Great kid. Do signs you, willingly. Signs like a mofo. Do you believe in him as a player? I think he'll be a major league player. I think he'll be a solid major league player with the ability to hit in the middle of. Most lineups. I don't know what his own base percentage is going to be. I don't know what his batting average is going to be. Um, there were a few more holes in the swing um, than I would totally love. But he's also still a teenager, and I know he he's works very his tail young. off. He's very young. And he's very off. athletic, and I think he'll start off double A um, where he left off in the playoffs, which was starting to have the light bulb come on. And then I think, you know, 2023, he's probably pushing for an everyday job. So I, I like Gunnar, and I think he was worth the, worth the risk. I'm with you. I think there's potential there. And, and once again, he was very young playing in higher leagues, so you got to give him a little credit. But supposedly in the alternate site on the COVID year, right. he, he was hitting all Toward the best it. minor league pitching, yeah. um, which is now number one uh, minor league pitcher in baseball. Grayson Rodriguez was part of that. 
So on Gunner, I invested directly in the card. Mm-hmm. Did you get them out of breaks or did you buy the card? Both. You did buy some directly. I have a bunch of graded Gunners that I didn't bring down to you because we didn't need to get them graded because they were already graded. You bought them online? Through at e- eBay, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Do you mind me asking what numbers were at all those? Well, know? if I could get an internet in here, I would pull it up. But yeah, I can't it's a little get, tough in here. I can't get my... Uh, I can't get my the, my eBay's just got the circle. So um, I just, well I have right now. This is just a base auto. I bought two franchise futures with him and Adley to ninety nine. Um, I think I've got a couple of to one fifties graded. I've got um, I brought you the speckle ungraded. I've got a at least three or four. I think I got a couple refractor autos. At least one base auto. My point is, and, and this is what I want the listeners to get, is you probably paid for those graded roughly what you pay for a decent break. Right. Am I guessing correct? Yeah. 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 And now you have what would have been the best case scenario in a break in the if break. you got lucky. In, in, all, in all likelihood. Yes. Yeah. So I have been preaching to Jason for some time for his collection, for not my, his entertainment, for, for his collection. Yeah. Um, and, and I want to share that. So For that's earning potential. So yeah. I've been I've been the dead horse on that. We're going to move on from that. Uh, you and I share something in common in our past, and uh, I've heard the story from a lot of people. Uh, but but you and I have have the similar turn of events. A lot of people in the industry now, and a lot of when I say industry, a lot of collectors, a lot of hobbyists, a lot of people that just enjoy cards, got into it as a kid. Yep. Got away from it for a while. Long time. And came back to it. Yeah. Not everybody got out of it for the same reason we did. Uh, we we share a, a terrible common bond. I mean, it could be way worse, but yeah. Well, yes, we're very blessed people. But in the card world, it mm-hmm. sucked. Yeah. Both of us had our collection stolen at some point. Yes. So uh, why don't you share your story? Well, I was covering the Washington Capitals for the Washington Post, and it was a long road trip. Um, I think it was probably one of those, like, seven, six or seven cities and, you know, 13, 14 days kind of thing. Um, and I got a call. I just checked in a hotel in Nashville, and I got a call from my parents. And they're like, the Baltimore City Mobile Crime Unit is in front of is in front of your house, the house I was renting. Never a call you want. No. And there's, like, the door. Like, there's no door. Like, they, someone ripped through your door and ripped through your house that I was renting at the time. Renting from a family member who I, I begged to put a – Alarm system on and didn't do it. I should have just done it myself, even that's, though I didn't own that that's house. That's so rough. I told you. And so. I was only going to be in that house for a year. You know what I mean? I was renting for a year, and then I was going to buy. Um, but there was a group of burglars in Canton who got. I mean, they eventually found them. I mean, they. they I, I think they hit. They hit some houses three and four times. They got. They got mine twice. They, I don't know what they were coming back for because they did a really good job the first time. Were, were the cards hidden? Um, they were in a closet. You know, in my bedroom. Um, I mean, I had binders, I don't know, four or five binders of autograph cards. I had a binder full of autograph pictures. Um, the only thing they didn't get, because it was still at my parents' house, was my autograph balls. Um, but they got all my cards. Um, I actually used I used to keep the the 50. They probably got a clue, because I used to keep the 56 Ted in a Lucite, um, like, like on my dresser. And to clarify, that was a 56 Ted Williams you casually dropped? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, I got it. You know what I mean? Like, 
I didn't pay a crazy money. No, I just want to make sure. I bought it probably in 1984. Because I was like, ac- I was accused of showing off cards, so I just wanted to. I, I can't. I don't. I don't know where. I don't know where Teddy's gone. I haven't <laughs> seen Teddy's whereabouts since sometime in 1998. Uh, I assume he ended up downtown in a pawn shop somewhere. Uh, but yeah, so I used to keep that out, and then everything else was in a closet. But it's a really. I mean, it was a tiny, tiny row home on O'Donnell Street, like right on the Canton Square. Um, half a block down from um, from Looney's, so yeah, they got they got everything. And like I wasn't actively collecting at that time, you know. But I knew I had a cool collection and stuff I would want to share with my kids at some point. I hadn't even met my wife yet, um, but yeah. So I got that call in Nashville, and um, I ended up getting like my school ring returned to me somehow, which they then got the second time. But everything else was, you know what I mean? It was it was gone. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of a lot of a lot of good cards, um, mostly from the '60s, '70s, and '80s. But like all the, like you know, Brett rookies and Eddie mm. Murray rookies and Palmer rookies, and um, I had a I, I love Ted Williams. '78 and '66. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of Ted, some decent mantles, mm. um, a couple. Of, I didn't have a lot of Willie Mays. I think I had one one decent Willie Mays. Um, and then the only other things they didn't get was a forty-eight Bowman set, which was in a like a safety deposit box at my dad's bank at the bank my dad used. Well, um, then, uh, so yeah, that sucked, and I I had no intentions of getting back into the hobby whatsoever. And um, I read an article randomly from like Forbes.com probably two and a half years ago about these box breaks and how the hobby was expanding, and then. Um, I was like, wow. And the more I kind of researched it, I was like, oh, I didn't realize that this, you know what I mean? That they're going for that much money. And, you know, I, and at that time, really, I was, I was going to minor league games with my kids. So I was like, well, oh, wow, they've got products that have them in their minor league jerseys. Like, I could get cards of these guys much sooner than you could have when you were my age, you know what I mean? Unless you were sending away for TCMA sets from the Tacoma Stars yeah. or whatever. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is cool because now they'll have cards to get signed at these games because I like as a kid to prefer to get cards. Did you ever stop, stop going to games or just stop collecting? Oh, no, I went to games like crazy. No, I just stopped. I hadn't bought a card in forever. I mean, I don't think I'd bought a card since I was 14 years old. Um, so I started understanding more of what was available. So it was like, well, let me start buying some of these boxes so that when these we go to see the Bowie Bay Sox against the Reading Phillies, They've got a card for Alec Bohm. I mean, but this is at, when he's in Double A. Or they got a call f- card for, you know, whoever. So that's when I kind of started doing it a little bit willy nilly. And then I bought a box of 2019 Bowman draft. I didn't even know the difference between super and whatever jumbo and super, but it was a it was a jumbo about three about three hundred dollars. Right. Is the well, answer. it wasn't. It wasn't then. <laughs> I mean, well, I didn't know. You know what? Right. I, I don't even know what the difference was between the two. But I was like, oh well, this would be cool. It's a couple hundred bucks. I'll get it for Mateo as part of his Christmas present because it comes out like in December usually. Which, um, so I bought a box of that off. I don't know if I can't remember if it was through eBay or it might have been through like Steel City Collectibles or something like that. Anyway, I bought a box. It was probably two thirty. Real quick, don't buy from Pittsburgh. Buy local. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't deal with those guys anymore. But I didn't know it was going. It's on. an ethical thing. Yeah, no, I, I didn't even really I hadn't been to a card shop in forever. I re- really at that time didn't even know how many were still in existence around here. Uh, so I bought that. We had a lot of fun with it, um, and then from there, I was just like, yeah, we, let's just try to get cards of some of these prospects because my kids were starting to get into it, and then you know they're meeting these kids at the minor league games and getting pictures with them and stuff. And then once I then I really realized how 
like then I started getting the bug because it's like, well, yeah, he, it's something I can do with my kids, especially my little guy. He likes to break with me. Um, and then I started tweeting about it and talking about it. And then like I would like Tops gave me some free products, so I did a couple breaks with my son on Periscope. That's because of the blue check mark. Well, yeah, and I was like, well, if I do this, I, you know, I, I kind of like was like I could help promote the product or whatever. And yeah, they sent me a couple of hobby boxes of twenty twenty. Um, That's awesome, Bowman. Um, so we broke those, and then we sent the cards to the listeners because we, you know, we did we did a, you know random thing. First twenty people who DM, you know, uh, I at IA one zero five seven the fan, and then yeah, then I then I started real. Then I started like I'm not into stocks, but I was like, well, wait a minute, this is something I think I kind of know that I wouldn't mind playing the margins with discretionary income, like. I've seen a lot of these kids play. Like I was in Bowie when O'Neill Cruz played his third double A game at shortstop, and I'm like, well, that's pretty good feat for a six seven kid, you know. And I didn't buy as much of them as I should have, but you know what I mean. So it was just sort of like that, you know. Um, and then it got to the point where I got addicted. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's clean. I just I need to it's good I need clean to pull it on the box breaks. But you have a relatively stressful period of the year where you go at a pretty good speed. Is this just like a nice vice for you? Yeah, and honestly, between October and the and the, the release of 2021 draft, I barely bought any cards, and I wasn't in any, any breaks. Like, football season. I was, right. yeah. So that's, like, what, that's what I'm asking. And then 2021 comes out, and I'm like, well, I got to get in a little bit of that. And then I think part of it, too, is us being Orioles fans and them having so many players in these products. And yep. I really want it to happen for them. You know what I mean? And so it's like, well, that could be cool if we've got a lot of these cards and we can sell some and make money on it, but also keep, you know, keep ones for my kids. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. So you, you just kind of start doing it for different reasons. But I definitely need to get back to like more. <laughs> I need to get back more to that October to like January thing where I wasn't going crazy. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, I text Jason during the football season. He gets back to me usually within a month. I mean, it's fantastic. <laughs> no. Uh, no, he's that. the best. He gets back to me within minutes, even when he's on air, because I will text people on air, and I have no no guilt doing that uh, at all. Know, I don't expect you to know my schedule. I, I, I cannot, Jerry says I have no idea when he's on air, like I'm listening. Yeah. Um, first of all, I want to thank you for being here. My pleasure. Uh, we did not have nearly enough time to get into everything. Um, I, I love what you do with uh, CBS, and you're, I, you're, I love what you do. Well, thank you, and uh, we are lucky enough to uh, share a, a couple feet of office space uh, for an hour a yes. week and uh, see each other in the halls. In my share in a my, slice of pizza before Aloysius steals it off. If you're lucky, and uh, I got none this week. I he stole the whole pie. <laughs> well, thank you. My pleasure, uh, Jason Lockenfora. A CBS NFL insider and co-host of Inside Access on 105.7 The Fan. And you're in my speed. I'll give everybody your uh, Twitter handle. Oh, just at Jason Lockenfor. Follow the show at IA1057 The Fan in case we do any box breaks. There you go. And uh, I hope you'll come back. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Appreciate everybody listening to another edition of Sports Ball, a Baltimore sports collectibles podcast. And we will talk to you next week. You know why this podcast sounds so good? Because I work with Leon at Digital Empath Studio, Baltimore's number one podcasting studio. For all your podcasting needs, contact Leon. He will help you get your podcast, your recording, your music career off the ground and in the right direction. He does an incredible job for me and for my podcast, and I know he will for you as well. That's digitalempathstudios.com. 
Thank you for listening to Sports Bolt, a Baltimore Sports Collectibles podcast. I can be reached on all social media at Sports Bolt, and that's S-P-O-R-T-S-B-A-L-T, and online at SportsBolt.com. All opinions expressed on the show are solely mine or that of our guest. No information should be relied on for any investment decisions. Advertising packages are now available. Please contact me for options. Thanks, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.